Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Entertainment Banter. My name is Joel. And I'm Matt. Oh my God. What are we talking about today, Joel? And now we're here back because Matt couldn't shut up. With I, We gotta continue our conversation. Bob Iger and his legacy or whatever. Uh, yeah. So a lot of tradition at the parks went away. For example, like uh, I remember it was a big deal that um, when we had Modern Family, one of the kids worked at the parks in the show, took the character head off. That was a big no-no huge no-no at the resorts like you never break the magic and under Iger's watch it, it was okay to break I the thought, magic they did that I thought they they're were not allowed to do, allowed to do it but they did it no if you if you I, I hate to say I mean yes you're no, right that, that was, was it changed magic, under Iger's there watch are pictures there are there are pictures of when Walt first opened there was mouths right but it was never down. for the public it wasn't for the public Yes, it which, was. Which it was one? literally on Main Street. With their heads off? Literally. Are look you up sure? pictures. It may be yes, public domain now. Yeah, it may be public domain school. now, but I don't think they were ever allowed to show those in the public. Mm. It was Modern Family was the first time. I think it was right before he first, changed Modern it. Family was the first time they did it. Mm. We're going to have to look that up. But I was just, long story short, we will. it definitely changed under his watch. Like All of that magic stuff went out the window at that point in time. I, I do remember that aspect of it. Well, it, it was it was annoying too because you would never like. I remember when you used to come to the park, and you would never see destruction or anything like not destruction. Uh, but that was a lack of construction. No, you wouldn't see dismay. You wouldn't see trash. You wouldn't see yes. construction. You wouldn't see any of that anywhere because they would do all the painting and everything overnight. Everything right. would be done overnight, and you would be always like in awe because like Walt always says that it's going to always look like the park is a fresh coat right. of paint every morning, and they did. They painted things, but under Iger's watch. They ended up just up doing it during the day under people right, can watch them right. do well, it. Right, not only that, but that's a like, great point legitimately. too. Legitimately, uh, the other thing is the parks ticket prices kept going up, but the park itself, right? A lot of sections would be closed off because of all that construction. So you, right. the, So you'd have less These, things to do in the parks and less things to see, but the prices kept going up to pay for the cost of all of it. I remember. I remember having a conversation with one of our uh, yeah. good yeah. old pals. You know him. And uh, we were walking through the park, and it was like, I think it was February. It was right after we did the Haunted Mansion overlay back to it. After the holiday right, season. Right. Everything's back to normal, right? And I'm like, well, while we're doing it, I look at him and go, dude, like half the park is closed. Because that's when they start doing uh, refurbishes right. on rides and things like that. I'm like, dude, half the park's closing. He looks at me dead in the eyes and goes, Joel, Disneyland is closed of the months of February and March and we reopened again for spring break. And I'm like, you're right. We pretty much are. We just stay, but we're unlike other businesses. We stay open right. during our closed right. hours. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It really is. And that's why during that season, I always tell my family, like, if you want to come to the park and don't care about these certain rides. Um, it's less, right. there's less people there. It's true. true. There are less people there. Like literally the day after holidays, it's one of the better days to go, but that slowly changed. And now it's back in the day. It was literally like, the years of 2015, 16, 17, it was literally mm -hmm. no matter what you did, no matter what you did. Well, and it also, was oh, something else that happened. I mean, it was under Iger's watch, but it wasn't necessarily Iger's decision, I don't think. But the whole but Always the, Iger. The, the idea Iger. of you must plan out your itinerary before you get to the resort, meaning like, with those, those oh, uh, speed probably, pass bands was, and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yes. the, the wristbands. I always and thought shit, that was a fast idea. I bet you anything. Oh no, it's totally cuz like I don't go with I don't have the idea of 
I right. have all these plans because plans right. change dramatically when you get to places. So I like to have it fluid, and then you don't get upset, and you're on the right. Like, well, so here's the thing: go, it was go. it was basically becoming a mandatory thing. Like, like for example, when Frozen when when Frozen Disney World was popular, is. like if you wanted to meet these characters, you had to schedule it. And so the thing is, like, if you're coming from Tennessee and you've never been to Disney World or Disneyland before. How do you know what you're going to want to do until you get there? You don't, and you you're don't. walking through. But they were making it like, nope, you got to schedule it. You got to, this is what we do. And oh. I thought that was a terrible thing that I did, they started I, doing. We did our first trip to Disney World, and my our buddy, our acquaintance, the person who listens to this pod, Platypus, he was telling me that I better get online and I better reserve all the restaurants I want to go to in Disney World or right. I'm not going to be able to do them. Um, I'm like, so you can't just walk up? He goes, you can probably, but it's going to be like long waits and all that. But I'm like, how do I know what restaurants I right. want to go to? Right. I, I And it's like fluid. Like when you get to the park, I'm not I'm not sure I'm going to be hungry right. at 1 p.m. You know, all that bullshit. Well, and again, so it goes just, back to, well, I you know like why they did it too. It. Again, it comes down to that, that greed because they were, they were maxing out the capacity of the parks. And because there's so many right. people, that's why, like, they get so upset <laughs> in the irony again with JPEG. That's why they get upset when shows get canceled. Because if a show's going on, you know that there's 300, 1,000 people in this location right. that are not going right. to be waiting in line for rides. And it's crowd control, it means basically. You can You're hurting people more. so that right. the lines aren't long, the food mm-hmm. waits aren't that long. But when those right. things get canceled, now well, everybody's waiting twice as long for their stuff. It's not it's not even just that, Matt. Apparently, uh, we got kept getting yelled at. <laughs> you left already. But when Frozen was only going to get any, when Frozen during the weekdays was literally barely, barely filling the orchestra, barely, they were wondering why we wanted to fill the whole house because if you filled the house at Hyperion, Hyperion's about right. an 1,800-seat theater. It lets them pull more people into the park. Fire department. That's what I'm saying. More money, more right? Park. And that's right. why they want you to do the reservations. When you do reservations, that means they know about a certain amount of people are going to be in these restaurants right. off the exactly. street, so they can have more people in the park. They can do basic math. If we have this many people in the restaurants at this time, they usually spend about an hour in right. there. So that's when you can start. But it's for the guest like experience, right? The it's, they're doing it for your experience, not to make more money. <laughs> when they're right, when there's a huge disaster that really does happen, it's going to be disastrous it's going to be huge because well, i'm like, not getting up because i just got my food they in place they packed that place yeah they packed that place like yeah. so big like trying to get out when a parade's yeah. there oh my god matt even with the new walkways right. they made oh, well, they had to and uh it, get, yeah and uh people that crazy. pay to go the 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 guests won't care but for people that had worked there like all of these changings all oh, these changes too by the way really screwed them so like just so you get an understanding, if you live, like, let's say in California, right, the commutes, as you know, are not the best uh, due to traffic right. and other things and construction or accidents. You know, take your pick. Um, Which right. all cause traffic. But then, because of certain events going on, construction and otherwise at the resorts, uh, parking for any employee is already difficult unless you get sign-ons, which is different. But parking has always been difficult to begin with. You park away, and then you're usually – walk or shuttle in uh but it got to the point where it was so bad is you actually had to commute from a different location to your regular commute spots to get to the resort so once you commuted to your work 
location, you had to park in a commuted area that was different from what you're used to parking in because you got bumped out of your location for guests and all these other things or the construction or all these other things going on. And you were never notified up until like the last minute. At first they had a courtesy where they give you like a two week notice. And then it came like the night before or something like that. We're like, you know, you, Three days, Three days before, before but basically delay. within that week, you you would find out that oh yeah, you gotta commute even further further away just to get to work. As soon as I was able to run my yeah. bike to work, all my stress <laughs> of that shit went away. Right, I always right. had a parking spot. Never had issues. I'd bike backstage. The um, the whole parking situation. You, it's funny that you mention it because um. They uh, they give us to go to get to our cars. Uh, almost every cast member. If you ask a cast member who works there, if they tell you um, they get off at a certain time, it's a good chance they get off twenty minutes earlier than that, because uh, you get a twenty minute walk time to get to your car. That's how bad they felt about it. A lot of the unions fought for this to say, "Hey, it takes us about twenty yeah, minutes just to, to clock get out just to get to, get to, to your our cars, just to get to your car." Um, so that was a thing. But it's even funnier because when you complained about the parking and all that, and they had all these shuttle services for you. Uh, if you look, if you read it, any Disney handbook. Oh yeah, yeah. It, Don't a, get me started. Parking, parking is a, parking is a privilege, right. not a right. So they don't have to give us parking anywhere. All the parking right. can be gone, right. taken away. Right. And apparently. good luck running your parks with that. Good luck with running your parks with that. Right, uh, right. But that's what their excuse was. It's yeah, a privilege, yeah, it's so not a right. It's unbelievable how bullshit that is. All under Bob yes. Iger's watch. You know, the funnier thing is, too, there was one time, every so often, the Hyperion Theater, since it's a big, you know, venue, it gets used as meetings and meet-throughs for the CEOs because it's the biggest place. Nice AC's video wall. Like, no one can snoop in on them. It's a nice video wall, you know, 1,800 seats. They can get all everyone they want in there and do their talkie-talkie. And I remember there was a time uh, our buddy walked by him. And he sees you. You recognize Bob Iger. Right. He's a short guy, and you know what he looks like because you know everyone knows Bob Iger. But uh, him being as smart ass as he was, he was like, "Should I, should I ask him <laughs> where his name tag is?" Because he wasn't wearing his name tag. Yeah, and that's a big yeah. thing at the park <laughs> is wearing your damn name tag, and you can get written up by your manager if you don't right. wear it enough, that's and funny. all his BS. And and he always wears it on the videos. But he walk during his CEO little meeting he's having. He's walking through the hyper right. and. He didn't have it on, but the also funny thing is they wanted to make sure we were all hidden. So I right, didn't right. See well, that us. well now you he didn't want to see yeah. any of the workers. Now any of the workers didn't want even so like see. all special events, right? All special events, right? So like right. if you get this, I, there's one story to this day that cracks me up. So like uh, someone close to this pod was working a special event and uh, you know like setting everything up and getting it all ready. And then the irony is like this didn't happen to the this close podcast person, but it happened to somebody else that this podcast person knows. And, uh, <laughs> basically, basically <laughs> like after this, I mean, you, you have to have special clearance to get into these events, obviously. Right. And you're working it and doing all this stuff. Someone else was working the event to bring entertainment in to this event. And they wouldn't let mm-hmm. them walk in right where the entertainment was supposed to be. They made them walk around completely around lack of respect oh, lack of respect my God. you know and i just to this day that was like the most funniest fucked up thing i ever witnessed in my life because i was just like like you you won't let them walk two feet this way to get to the stage like you're literally gonna make 
even the entertainment walk all the way around to avoid these these snobby people right here, right here, these Aigipu and his friends, you know. Uh, I just thought it was so funny and messed up. Um, but we're running short on time. So we've talked Absolutely. a lot about what he acquired we throughout did. this whole experience, but we didn't talk. And I just want to wrap this up. But what we haven't talked about is the fact that um, how did it go? I mean, were they successful things? I mean, because, I mean, Marvel started out successful. Uh, you could even argue Star Wars did. But then what happened? What did they do? What caused this to just tank? Disney Plus to tank. Dealing, like, we started dealing with, like, communist China and, like, filming in concentration camps and building parks in communist areas. And, you know, Hong Kong is fighting for its freedoms. Chinese and daily. concentration camps, people, not Jewish ones. Right. And then, uh, and they're actually Muslims that are mostly in these camps. And then probably you've got, uh, but then you have like woke culture and Black Lives Matter. You got on Disney Plus, you're seeing all these advertisements now going big or going home with all the different politicalness that's going on in the world, right? And it started adapting into their all their film, their television, everything, right? So how did that play out? Did they their profits start skyrocketing? Did the fans stay pleased? Like is is society as bad as they say and no one appreciates anybody of any kind of culture creed race religion sex you name it like uh, overnight we're just all evil people like overnight are you done like what happened are you done no i want to keep i want to keep going man let's keep going no i'm just are you done with your rant can i can i talk oh yeah i've been done for okay cool thank you yeah yeah uh marvel (laughs) i would disagree with marvel i still think they are making some mm, choices with marvel these days but i don't think it's uh failing yet i think we uh I, we won't know for sure with Marvel until they come out with uh, I the new movies. I'm going to disagree with you. You I have that if, right. Let me finish. I think if let me just say this, and I'll mm. shut up. Anything that came out that is Disney Plus related has been nothing but agenda driven, and I don't like it. It's so, good stuff. There's been good stuff in it, but it's all agenda driven. Agenda, not gender. I feel like you said gender driven. It's all. It's all. I said driven. agenda. Agenda. Fine. I still think Marvel is still doing well for itself. I mean, time will tell with some of the decisions they've made into the new phase. Phase five, four, five, five, six, four, five. Don't care. The, they've changed the phases so many times. Right. That was supposed to be in them. I don't know. Uh, time will tell. The movies after um, Endgame will tell. What we what we're gonna turn into with the new TV shows and all that, which I've come to the conclusion that each TV show was just getting you to more character develop these characters. We don't we we they are main characters in the universe that they created, but at the same time they weren't people we concentrated on in these movies. So you got to get to know Wanda and Vision, you got to get to know Bucky and the Winter Soldier, and now you're gonna get to know Loki and um, Owen Wilson, who I think is I I don't know why I really like him in this role. I just really like him. I just really like how he's doing it. But anyways. Um, uh, but Star Wars, I could argue that um, it was a failing franchise even before Disney got it. But I know you you're are good. such a putz. You're but, such a putz. But Disney, uh, that's not true at all. I would argue only that Di- Star Wars was profitable before the movie came out, and then once it came out, once uh, once uh, a New Hope Part Two came out, um, it was. It, I think it started going downhill because it was like it opened these doors and it was possibilities, but it was a lot of skepticism. But as soon as that, like, there's some, like, there's too much wiggle room, 
that Ryan Johnson piece of shit guy took it and destroyed it. And now it just well, did, now that, it's wrecked. Though, but, now it's wrecked. But any but anything story related in the last 30, 40 years in books and comics alone was completely ignored. It totally ignored. And and, and was told by everyone <laughs> they don't by exist. the president of Lucasfilm that it didn't even exist. So So I that, mean, that devil lady. Uh, so we've her name's Lucas her name's Corilla. And yeah. uh yeah, but but there has some good things from Star Wars that have been successful still and still are successful, which is Mandalorian. Uh, which is great because that's made by the fans for so the fans, far. not so far. not just for profit, which was the movies. It seems like, but I don't know. I forgot your question. What was your question? We're going through all the stuff I acquired and see if it's worthwhile. Oh, so let's go. Worthwhile back to, uh, was it? W- was it worthwhile to buy Marvel? Simple answer. Yes. Was it, it worthwhile was. No, to I'm buy? Saying... Well, no, no, no. Hold on. Let's go through this. Was it worthwhile right. to buy um, Star Wars? Yes. Was it worthwhile to buy Fox? Yes. The directions they're deciding to go because of woke culture and listening to that stream and ignoring the the fans that brand, grew up with the, the shit, brand. Not even ignoring the fans, just the brand, ignoring the brand almost completely and just uh, drizzling it on there just to act like you know, oh, it's still here, blah blah blah. Uh, no, they're going in the wrong direction. If they keep going in this direction, I think we're gonna. There's reasons so why me... Iger is jumping ship. Yeah, I'm sure. Just like a rat, I mean a mouse jumping ship. Um, so. Here's the thing. So what about ESPN? ESPN was one of the biggest um, pullbacks of the um, stock back in the day before Disney acquired uh, Star Wars, I believe. Uh, I want to say it's right around that time. ESPN, the stock was having troubles lifting up. Uh, it was upwards in the $50, $60 range, I think. It was trying to break the $100 barrier, but it couldn't because... Forty percent of Disney stock is uh, broadcast, and eighty percent of the broadcast is ESPN. So with ESPN failing, it dropped. It brought it down. But too what hard. what caused ESPN to start failing? I don't know. I don't listen to ESPN. I think we have a po- actually we have a pod on it. I believe we. I well, it's again it, politics got in the way right. of the commentators, and and this is not the fault of the commentators, although they they ran with it. But the the players, the players started being political, and then people got tired of hearing the players. But instead of the the newscasters and everybody else, they just they they egged it on. Yeah, somehow they were able to get that out of the water. Maybe Disney Plus is part of broadcast now, and that's why they were able to pick that out of the stock. But um, yeah, I don't know. In the long so run, what about theatrical? In, in theatrical has not been touched. We're not yeah, touched. So you think theatrical is okay? I think theatrical at this point is doing its thing. It's always done its artistic thing. It's not bothered by the whole woke thing because it's part of theater. So it's always been woke in the sense. <laughs> so it's always been a part of that culture. So no one says anything about it other than the fact like that was an interesting choice with Little Mermaid and it failed. Move on to the next thing, you know, and then, you know, they try things and they do weird things and they always, they always have. And it, that's why, but there is such a small part. Cruise lines and resorts. Cruise lines obviously it's a failure right now because of uh, the pandemic. Uh, the resorts are probably one of the only things that made them a huge amounts of money constantly. And as of right now, I don't know. Uh, it, what about in, like in uh, the hotel la- rooms that are Star Wars themed? In the last cost thousands of dollars. In the last quarter, they were shocked to see that they uh, the profits were much higher from the parks than they anticipated. That's why the stocks kept going up. But well, the subscriptions for Disney Plus has been dismal. 
Right. Well, that's a good point too because during people that are listening to the pod in the future, in the past now, um, Florida never closed the the state. So uh, Florida, the theme park, did they ever close during the pandemic? Yes. Okay. But they, but they reopened opened up quick. B- before Disney and California did. Everything. So California, did. yeah. And I doubt, I don't know about China. I mean, as far as I know, they probably stayed open year round. I don't know. No, they closed too. Hong Kong closed. Not, yeah. Okay. Uh, I had friends out there. But uh, Disneyland not being able to reopen was not a D- Disneyland decision or Disney decision. That was our government no, political because he's a piece of shit and he's owned by Pelosi and he's up the. He's. I, I don't want to get into it. Anyways. Right. No, but right. That part wasn't. But it was interesting how. A, a liberal state, uh, and the and the Republican state, one was open, one was closed. But you're talking about they were surprised at the numbers of the resorts making money. Right, they were. Um, so it, it's hard to say. Um, Disney is hurting, and Disney's broke, and they're not letting people know that yet. So I feel like it, it's either when he when Iger leaves, he's going to leave this whole like maybe he hasn't opened the 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 chest of drawers yet for. Uh, Chipek and he hasn't know what he's getting into just yet, but he he's going to find out that Iger has left him a sinking ship that is patchable if they go the right direction. And since Disney's such a big, she's like Titanic. You feel like she's not going to sink, but oh, trust me, she's made of iron. She will. But mm-hmm. in the same sense, you can keep her afloat, and we can get her get going again as long as you make the right decisions and the right pull. And maybe, right. maybe yeah. he will when Iger's no longer reining him yeah. in. Maybe well, here's the thing. Yeah, listening to Chapek. I mean, I don't care if I pronounce his name right or not. I call him Chapek. So listening to him talk in person, um, and even meeting with him, the thing that I got from him was like, as always, we know that he's a penny pincher, right? Mm-hmm. So here, and he never, he'd never been a fan of entertainment. Which the irony is, in his role right now, more than ever, entertainment. Entertainment. Entertainment is the only damn thing left. That's going to save but your ass. The, the shitty okay? thing is the Walt You can sell hot dogs up the wazoo, but you're not going to make it, any real money if you don't get entertainment Walt up and Disney running properly. Disney is an entertainment company. So to him to be right. like so just because yeah. I think he doesn't like entertainment in the parks because it doesn't bring money. I think if we charged for our shows, it'd be different. Well, I don't want that. Because I think that's a terrible idea. It's all no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's why. Yeah, I, know. I think that's why. But but when I say entertainment, I'm talking broadly. I'm talking like television, news, uh, theatrical, cruise lines, whatever, parks, uh, television, film, mm-hmm. Disney Plus, all of it. So entertainment. Just focus on entertainment. It's got to be fucking entertaining. That's why we call it entertainment. Right. And so I'm talking to the new Bob. This is my final thought. New Bob, are you listening? I'm telling you. I'm talking to you right now. New Bob. Take take the brands that you own. If you want to be a penny pincher, that's fine. But take the damn brands that you own and focus on what made them popular. Because if you just do that for 10 years, I guarantee you, you will make your money back. If you start incorporating all the political agendas of the flavor of the week, you know, global warming, global freezing, and you just keep jumping around... You're not going to make money. You need to focus on what the brand represented, what people want and what people like. Swallow your damn pride. Save your politics for outside of it. Just for 10 years, I guarantee you make your money back. I guarantee it. It's a reason why phase one of Marvel 
did so well. It literally did just that. So, do you have a final thought or was that it? No, that was a great way to stop, okay. but you had to ruin okay. it by asking me. You just ruined the I moment. did. Well, I you always want to confirm before I go, ruined, so fuck it. Ruined. All right, we're done. So, uh, thank you for listening to Entertainment Banter. My name is Matt. can't believe you ruined that. Uh, my name is Joel, and I'm done. <laughs>